0: Hello, and welcome to Daily Titan Extra, a podcast run by the Daily Titan Advertising Department dedicated to bringing you the stories written by our student journalists straight to your ears. For the final time, I'm Cody Sargenti. And I'm Jason. Before we get into
1: it, here's a quick word from our Daily Titan Advertising Department.
0: Congratulations to the graduating class of 2023. You did it. Countless exams and papers, and now it's finished. But what do you do now? Check out the Daily Titan Grad Guide, of course. The Grad Guide is your map to postgraduate success with tons of advice, insight, and more. In this year's guide, you'll find stories about why it's okay to take a break and what to do next after you've graduated. Don't wait. Get your Grad Guide from any newsstand on campus today, or check it out online at DailyTitan.com.
1: Cody, you trying to eat something after this? I'm hungry. There's this new restaurant I've been dying to try.
0: Dude, I'd love to, but I've got a study sesh to go to before finals week. You should go by yourself. Myself? You mean go to the restaurant by myself? Yeah. Well, it's one of my favorite things to do, actually. Did you see Dominic Samaniego's piece in the Daily Titan about dining alone? Dominic believes that the stigma around dining alone is ridiculous and should be put behind us. I am inclined to agree. It's one of my favorite things to do, like I said, and... I have a history of going to restaurants alone, and I love that I can just go whenever I want. I don't have to wait for anyone to come with me. Uh, I can get exactly what I want. I don't have to share with anyone. I just love like sitting at a diner in the morning, reading the Daily Titan newspaper, and, and chowing down on some breakfast.
1: You feeling okay, Cody? Is there something you want to talk about?
0: What do you mean? No, no, no. I feel great. No, I'm just messing
1: with you. Yeah, to be honest, I've I've eaten by myself maybe a handful of times. I'm not gonna say I, I've done it too much, but each time I go, it, it there's an initial nerve or or feeling that that people are are you know kind of like, what's that guy doing eating by himself? But but at the end of the day, no one really cares what you're doing,
0: you know. And and it, it's it's all in my head for sure. Yeah. No one's really paying attention to you. I mean, dining alone has become a cornerstone of having a good day for me. Like it's started when I was living in Seattle and I used to go to this diner in the morning and I'd go there on my days off and I just knew I'd have a great day because I'd go there. The waiting staff got to know me. I became like a regular. They'd be like, Cody, do you want the usual? I'd just read my book. I'd watch the people come in and out. Imagine myself doing this like throughout the entirety of my life. And it, it just became such a, a great memory. And I love doing that still today. I love going to restaurants alone.
1: I think that's definitely something I've always wanted to have, like that type of relationship where it's like, you want the regular or, you know, you, like, you don't even have to order because they already know what you want. Yeah, like that's, that's definitely something. But yeah, you know, something for me lately has been eating at home, I've been eating at home a lot more lately, just because you know it's a it's saving. I mean, it, it does save money, not by much, I would say, but to a certain extent, you are saving an X amount of money not dining out, not dining out. Yeah,
0: so. I completely agree. It is a lot of money to just continuously go and dine out. It is not. A, I don't want to say a waste because I really enjoy it, but it it definitely strikes uh, a nerve with my wallet sometimes. I totally get the stigma, and trust me, being perceived as one of my biggest anxieties, but Samaniego brings up some interesting points in his story. Saying that a study done in 2015 to determine people's feelings about social activities backs up that anxiety. He says, quote, The research indicated that for public activities, participants who imagine themselves alone expected to be viewed with fewer friends than those who imagine themselves in a group. These results suggest that many people often worry about the negative perception of others when considering doing a social activity alone, end quote.
1: I am, I'm all for alone time, but I'm just not sure about alone time in public.
0: I love the way that Dominic phrased this in his story, and I think it totally applies here. He said, quote, For me, alone time is sacred. Going home at the end of the day, free from the pressures of the outside world, excites me. Engaging in activities deemed social, alone, such as going to the movies, a restaurant, a bar, or an amusement park, are just some of the many ways we can begin to break the social stigma and foster a greater sense of belief in ourselves. End quote. You know what?
1: Talking about this, I I might have to do it a couple more times. I might have to make this a regular routine of mine to to maybe, you know, go out and do things alone.
0: Yeah, you can definitely catch me at my nearest diner tomorrow morning with a Daily Titan in hand. Thanks again to Dominic Samaniego for that story in the Daily Titan. Jay, when I saw this opinion piece from Melissa Rendon, I knew we had to cover it. I mean, it's in the headline. CSUF's Adaptive Recreation Program Needs Publicity. We had to give it some publicity on the show, right? Can you tell me more about it?
1: Yeah, Cody. So I agree with Melissa and think it's a great program that needs more attention. Um, Last month, the Student Recreation Center started the Adaptive Recreation Program. This is a program designed to provide opportunities for people who have physical disabilities to get active on campus. The SRC launched this program with an event, Adaptive Rec Day, but hasn't put any further promotion since.
0: Yeah, I can definitely see how Rendon takes that opinion then. Right? She says in her article, quote, CSUF has 2,000
1: students with disabilities on campus and not informing them about a new program catered to them limits their resources even further, end quote. Rendon also goes on to talk about how abled Advocators, a student organization, wasn't even aware of the event or the new program. Josh Galvin, a member of the organization, says, quote, inclusivity is very important, especially for disability support service students, because when they first come to CSUF, they don't know what to do or where to go. It's always very hard, end quote.
0: I read that the president of Able Advocators, Patricia Caresa Boone, was not aware of the SRC program, but having become aware, has created a collaboration between the SRC and Able Advocators to promote their program better.
1: So yeah, Rendon also spoke to Michael Brown, the climbing wall and outdoor adventure coordinator at the SRC, who originally advocated for an expansion of accessible equipment. He said, quote, if we didn't have these opportunities for people that identify and need those accommodations, we're basically not providing a service to them that we're providing to everybody else. It's definitely important just for those individuals, for the campus community and health as well." End quote.
0: So could you tell me more about the Adaptive Recreation Program and how it's broken down?
1: Yeah, so the Adaptive Recreation Program has four core categories available to accommodate upon request. The climbing wall, aquatics, fitness, and intramural sports. Though Rendon says, quote, while most of these are accessible anytime, the Titan Recreation section on the ASI website may be confusing, as it limits these services to specific time frames. Associated students can do better by adding more information to their website about the adaptive recreation programs available, end quote.
0: Makes sense. The program itself does seem like a step in the right direction.
1: Yeah, Rendon thinks the same. However, there's still a lot of work to be done promotionally so that students who need access know about it. She suggests that the program should host sport tournaments and provide accommodations within Titan Outdoors. Sounds like a
0: good idea. Thanks again to Melissa Rendon for her opinion piece in the Daily Titan.
1: So I want to apologize really quick for coming late into recording today, Cody. (laughs) (laughs) Parking was awful. Everybody shows up the last week of the semester to get their, you know, projects done and things like that. So there was a bit of a traffic jam.
0: I guess so. Parking was terrible all semester, though. It doesn't seem like it's getting any better either. I mean, students pay over $300 just to not even find parking sometimes. I did read, though, that there are some changes coming our way. Right. So in a recent edition of Daily Titan, Rose Mendez and
1: Gabriela Perez-Orta reported that CSUF is planning on implementing additional parking and transportation methods to accommodate for the increase of students and faculty living on campus. The plan outlines that over 800 parking spaces would be needed, which would
0: cost about $16 million. 800 more parking spaces does sound great, but where do they expect to put them?
1: Well, that is the issue. Some other solutions to decongest parking are by creating mobility hubs such as OCTA, transit stops, bike lockers, and transit pass kiosks. It will likely be placed near the existing OCTA bus routes. In addition, a circulator service will be implemented to connect the university to downtown Fullerton, operating every seven and a half minutes, with two buses operating during peak and midday periods.
0: Again, sounds great, but how is this going to help students as early as next semester? Well,
1: a short-term solution proposed would be to prohibit any first-year residents from parking their car on campus. A long-term solution detailed in the master plan would be to collaborate with OCTA and the city of Fullerton to implement efficient transit services to and from campus. Some students feel like this isn't enough though. Camila Garcia, a senior communications major who lives on campus says, quote, I think that's a really bad idea. This is not a city like New York, equipped with transportation. I don't think that they should force students to do that. I would not want to live on campus if I can't have my car, end quote. So, I actually talked to an editor and he actually mentioned that this was just a sidebar from a main enterprise story and that for this to happen, everything else within a 25-year campus plan has to happen as well.
0: Interesting. Well, I'm all for public transportation and walkable campuses and cities, but I think Garcia may have a point. Fullerton isn't the most walkable city and CSUF has some thinking to do. Thanks again to Rose Mendez and Gabriela Perezorta for covering this in the Daily Titan.
1: Well, that's everything we've got for this episode of Daily Titan Extra. Thanks for listening in and stay posted for more stories straight from the student voice of California State University,
0: Fullerton. Check out our website at dailytitan.com or grab a paper from any of our news stands on campus for a more in-depth look at the stories we covered today along with much, much more. You can also follow us on your favorite social media platform. We'll be back to fill you in on all the news and happenings from your community. Catch you then.